0: Welcome to the Ray of Hope Church podcast. We believe that hope changes everything, so get ready for an encouraging message from the Word of God. We pray that you would receive wisdom and revelation as you grow in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Stand with me. So good to see you. I'm glad you're here today. Look at your neighbor and say, You look really good today. Let's pray together. Would you pray with me? Father, we come to you in the mighty name of Jesus, just believing that you're going to speak to our hearts today. Lord, our mind is receptive, our spirit is open, and God, we want to receive what you have for us today in the name of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm glad you're here today. Now look at him again and say, you might learn something today. Now say, it's about time. Well, we've been on a series called The Elephant in the Room, and we're talking about subjects that sometimes people don't want to talk about. And I want to bring one to you this morning. Is the Bible true? Can it be trusted? And I believe that the Bible is true, and I believe the Bible can be trusted. Now, it's not enough for me to say that. How many of you know we have to go far beyond my word and just my opinion? So I want to talk about that today. The, the old actor-comedian W.C. Fields, does anybody remember him? Half of you don't have a clue who that is, but he, he was uh, quite a character. He, he drank a lot and had a lot of things that obviously wasn't right in his life. And one day he was reading the Bible, and someone came along and said... Uh, you know why are you reading the Bible or are you looking for something he said yeah loopholes how many of you know there's not any loopholes in the Bible it just is what it is uh, Romans chapter 3 verses 3 and 4 and I want to begin there this morning and this is what the Apostle Paul is speaking about the Jewish community so many of them and most of them rejected Jesus as the Messiah and he said for what if some did not believe will their unbelief make the faithfulness of god without effect certainly not indeed let god be true but every man a liar as it is written that you may be justified in your words and may overcome when you are judged so when they judge god's word how many know god's going to come out on top and if someone refudiates the word of god they'll be the liar and god will be true and that's what that verse is saying So we're coming from the premise that God's Word is true, it is inspired, it's divinely inspired, and about 40 different people wrote your Bible over a period of about 1,500 years, but we believe it's inspired by the Holy Spirit. That the Holy Spirit moved upon men of old, according to Peter, to write the Bible, and as they wrote it over 1,500 years, kings and shepherds and priests and fishermen and tax collectors, yet it dovetails together in truth and harmony. Now, what we want to talk about today is that a lot of people do not believe the Word of God. They don't believe the Bible. Matter of fact, we're entering a time where even Christians sometimes don't believe the Bible. And I just want to tell you where I stand. I believe it from Genesis to Maps. Anybody with me? So we we want to believe what the Word of God says, and we want to look at this from the the viewpoint is the Bible true? Can we really trust the Bible? Now, I want to take three different aspects of this. I want to talk about prophecy. I want to talk about archaeology. I want to talk about scientific discovery. Now, these alone don't prove the Bible. How many of you know the just shall walk by faith? This is a faith walk. So I'm not trying to say, well, I'm going to prove the Bible true for these things. I, I believe the Word of God is the Word of God by faith. The just shall live by faith. The Hebrew Bible really dates back to about 700 to 650 B.C. So we have texts of the Word of God in Hebrew that far back called the Silver Scrolls. Many of you know about 1947, 1949, that area, they begin to discover scrolls along the Dead Sea. They're called the Dead Sea Scrolls. Matter of fact, they have an entire museum fashioned as a scroll in Jerusalem. I've happened to be there and look at some of the Dead Sea Scrolls on display in a very delicate, controlled environment. And so the Dead Sea Scrolls mentions every book in the Old Testament except Esther. And Isaiah, there is a complete scroll of Isaiah. And this is what they found. The Isaiah that's in the Dead Sea Scroll is exactly like your isaiah in the bible isn't that amazing have you ever heard someone say well the bible's been translated so many times it's been morphed and and warped in its translation but you know what i believe god oversees his word i think he guards his word you know if we if we tell somebody something by the time it goes through a thousand people it may not even resemble what it was said originally But you know what, if I take a handwritten note and I give it to Cheryl, say Cheryl look at this, I give it to Lisa, I give it to Sebastian, you know I I move it around here. As long as I guard the note, how many of you know it's going to say what I meant it to say? I believe God guards his word. I believe that when he gave the word, it has come down to us, guarded by him, moved on by the Holy Spirit. And so let's talk about that this morning. Let's talk about prophecy a, a little bit. So prophecy, we've talked about it many times here, and there's a lot of prophetic verses about Jesus being the Messiah, or there would be a Messiah coming. We don't know his name um, in detail except uh, in Matthew, Thou shalt call his name Jesus, which means uh, the salvation of God, or this is the, the God's salvation. And how do you know Jesus is the salvation of God? So we, we know prophetically that there's a Messiah coming. There are almost 300 verses about prophecy. The odds of one person fulfilling eight prophetic events in their life, and I'm talking about me and you, the odds are, and you're going you're to be appalled at this, and so the prophetic word that goes forth, this is his lineage, this is going to be where he's born, this is his birthplace, this is how he's going to die, and on and on and on. 10 to the 17th power, which is 10 with 17 zeros behind it. Now to give you a little perspective on that, the odds of you being struck by lightning this year is 700,000 to one. That sounds good to me. The odds of you winning the lottery this year is 302 million to one. So if you do win, please tithe. So the the odds of someone fulfilling what Jesus fulfilled is 10 to the 17th power is almost statistically unbelievable. So that is prophetic. But I want to move on here very quickly to archaeology. So you have a pencil and paper. Just You might just want to make a few notes here. Because many people believe that the Bible is not true because some of the places mentioned in the Bible, some of the people mentioned in the Bible have not been discovered. And that's just fantasy, it's fables, it's folklore. But do you know the more that they discover, the more they validate what the Word of God says. Listen, science... And archaeology is not disproving the Word of God. The more we discover, the more knowledge we have, the more that we know, it is backing up and proving the Word of God. How many of you believe that's a good thing? And so that's the age that we're living in. Uh, there is a, an inscription, it's called the Tel Dan inscription, it's found in northern Israel. In 1993, there was a stone found discovered with the inscription referring to the house of David. Because they believed that David was just a story, the, the story of David and Goliath. Didn't happen, just a, just a good story, just a hero's story. But then they began to find the inscription referring to the house of David. The Moabite stone, or we might call it the Misha steel. That stone was discovered in 1898 and refers to the conflict between the Moabite king Misha and Israel. And that account is actually found in your Bible. Could we read that this morning? If you have your Bible, if you want to follow along with me. 2 Kings chapter 3, verses 4 and 5. It says, now Mishu the king of Moab was a sheep breeder. And he regularly paid the king of Israel 100,000 lambs and the wool of 100,000 rams. But it happened when Ahab, king Ahab died, that the king of Moab rebelled against the king of Israel. When they found the Moabite stone, you know what they found written in that stone? The rebellion of Moab, the, the king Misha, against the people of Israel. So what's recorded in your Bible is actually recorded on that stone... And it's not recorded by the Jews, it's actually recorded by the Moabites that coincide with the biblical narrative. Isn't that amazing? How how about the reign of King Hezekiah? A lot of people didn't believe Hezekiah was an actual person. But you know what we found? We've actually found the insignia or the seal of Hezekiah. Over the years, when they were digging and looking, they found the seal of Hezekiah. You see, the seal was the official notary, and this is where we get a notary. How many of you are notary publics? Republicans, I mean publics, okay. So we have several notaries, you know, that conduct business, courthouse, uh, uh, you know, different legal documents. And a document in Oklahoma is really not considered that legal unless it has a notary and to emboss or stamp that. And guess what? That came from antiquity. And they actually found the seal of Hezekiah. They actually also uncovered this particular area in Jerusalem, a tunnel called Hezekiah's Tunnel. And for years they didn't believe it existed, although it was in the Bible, but they didn't know that it really was uh, an actual thing. So they began to dig and they found a tunnel. And this is what uh, Hezekiah did. He, He began to allow... A tunnel to be built and it funneled into the city and that tunnel has an inscription on it I think we have a picture of it it has an inscription detailing the digging of the tunnel and they brought water from the spring of Gihon under the city walls into the interior of the city because this is what happened so many times in the Bible a a, a conquering army would come and guess what they do they try to wait them out they try to starve them or bring their water supply down where they would have to give up so hezekiah said we're not going to do that we're going to build a tunnel from the spring underground bring it up in the city so we will always have water and they found the tunnel had the inscription with hezekiah's name on it they have his seal how many of you know king hezekiah was a real person then there is the pool of siloam how many of you remember that story in the bible I think it's found in John chapter 9. Jesus comes and there's a blind man there. And the disciples ask him a question. Was this man born blind because of his sin or his parents' sin? Back in those days, they believed if you had a sickness or a malady or something, they believed that you had that because you were a sinner. You know, sometimes you get stuff just because you catch a cold not because you committed some big sin i will have to say it's because of sin but not the person's personal sin possibly but because of the original sin now it could be because of the sin but how many of you know when when adam fell in the garden death came and all kind of us other stuff was ushered in because of adam's fall you know death and sickness and the d- disease was never god's original plan for you and it wasn't god's original plan for me so they said, who sinned, this man or his parents? And Jesus said, N- neither one. And he had known in his eyes, and he said, go wash in the pool of Siloam. And this guy goes, he washes, and guess what? He comes up seeing. But, but there's no record in the city, except through biblical texts and writing, of a pool of Siloam. So they thought, this is just a story. I mean, this is made up. But engineers, in 2004, were working on a sewer project in jerusalem and as they dug up for this sewer project guess what they found they found these steps going down in to a ritual ceremonial pool called the pool of siloam that is basically fed by the tunnel of hezekiah bringing waters in from the Gihon spring isn't that amazing how many of you feeling better about your bible already that, that archaeology is actually backing up what the Word of God has already said centuries before. Most people didn't believe that Pontius Pilate was a real person. We know Jesus appeared before him. He is basically judged by him. I will not have this man's blood on my hands. We, we know the whole Pontius Pilate story. But there was no real record. And they said, well, I don't know if that really happened. Then, in, in 1961... And it was in Caesarea and I've actually seen the replica of this stone the stones in museum but I was in the place where they found the stone and they uncovered the stone and it reads Pontius Pilate prefect of Judea so there really was a Pontius Pilate he really was an official over Judea and Jesus really appeared before him and so this is not just a story how many of you know this is reality It's reality. And and have you ever heard of the Jebusites and the Canaanites and the Hivites and the Hittites and the Termites? I mean, all those things in the Bible. For years, they did not believe there was a people group called the Hittites. And then in the late 1800s and the early 1900s, they began to uncover excavations of cities and towns... And clay scroll, uh, tablets and scrolls that actually identified a people group called the Hittites. And so their account was verified. They found them in Turkey and in Syria, and the Bible has many scriptures talking about the Hittite people, and they actually found remains of the Hittites. Let, let me stop here. The critic is gonna tell you the Bible's not real. And there's many people who say, I don't trust the Bible, I don't believe the Bible but the Bible is very accurate. The Bible is very accurate in the sense that it verifies itself and it talks about how that we can trust the Word of God. And my friends, I want you, as you leave today, to trust the Word of God. Our faith is built on the Word of God, and the Word of God is Jesus Christ. Amen. And the Word became flesh. Here's another one. The Black Obelisk of the III. So this is actually in the British Museum and in this it is showing Jehu of the house of Omri bowing down before the Assyrian king bringing tribute to the Assyrians. Most of you know through your Bible that the Assyrians, the Babylonians, they had conquered Judea and especially the northern tribes and they were under tribute for a long time. And that inscription actually says that the Israeli king is bringing tribute. Tribute to the king of Assyria and shows the relief on that stone. Exactly what the Bible says what happened. Here's another one. Do you remember who the high priest was when Jesus was tried and crucified? His name was Caiaphas. So in uh, 2000, uh, let me back, in 1990, they were digging at the old city of David and they found what they thought was the house of Caiaphas and I happened to be there a few years ago and to go through this place they thought the house of Caiaphas was in and they found in that area an ossuary which is a box and what they would do they would embalm people they would wrap people up they would mummify people and after a period of time when their flesh was gone they would take the bones and they would put in a box much like what you see and this is the inscription uh, on the box it says that it is belonging to a person called Caiaphas and this is found in John chapter 11 let me read it to you this is verse 49 53 but one of them Caiaphas who was the high priest that year said unto them you know nothing at all nor do you understand that it is better for you that one man should die for the people not that the whole nation should perish he's talking about Jesus He did not say this of his own accord, but being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus would die for the nation, and not for the nation only, but also to gather into one the children of God who are scattered abroad. So from that day, they made plans to put him to death. So John writes about a high priest named Caiaphas. Guess what they uncovered? The house of Caiaphas, and they found the box that contained the bones of a high priest named Caiaphas. You feeling better about this? You see, as they uncover this and discover this, they're beginning to prove what the Bible has already said, even though there were skeptics for centuries, when they uncover something, it's not diminishing the truth of the Bible. Everything they're discovering is verifying the truth of the Bible. Let's shift gears here a little bit. How about scientific discovery? Here's one that I think just is amazing. Do you know that Job... And the book of Job is a, uh, a book of antiquity. They believe that, that the book of Job may be one of the oldest books in the Bible. Now, we do know that uh, Moses wrote the Pentateuch, or the first five books of the Bible. But he did that by revelation in the beginning, God, and he went through, all the way through Deuteronomy. But they believe that Job was a, a guy that was from the same time period of Abraham, or even before, And so Job received some things, and in that book there's some things revealed. Here's one in Job 26 and 7. Now listen to this. He stretched out the north over empty space. He hangs the earth on nothing. Say that with me. On nothing. Say it again. On nothing. How could a guy that lived thousands of years ago understand that the earth was hanging on nothing? He had no telescope. He he had no insight. He couldn't step back and look at the earth. But you know what the word of God says? That the earth hangs on nothing. You know, before the first century, a few people believed uh, that there may be something to that. But how in the world did Job see that? I believe it's by the Holy Spirit. What do you believe? The earth is hanging in space. And God, by his word, is hanging the earth on nothing. It's hanging there by the authority of the word of God. Now, here's a little different twist to this. How many of you know that some of the ancients believed that the earth was on a a large turtle, sitting on a large turtle's back, and the turtle was moving the earth around? Or there was a hero by the name of Hercules that was holding the earth up. So a lot of cultures, a lot of civilizations had their stories and their theories and their myths how the earth was held up. But Job said thousands of years ago, hey, the earth is just hanging out there on nothing. God's just holding it up. And do you know a lot of people believe the earth was flat? I mean, a lot of people still believe the earth is flat. They're a little flat-headed, but anyway. <laughs> Isaiah chapter 40, verse 22. It is he who sets above the circle of the earth its inhabitants are like grasshoppers who stretches out the heavens like a curtain spreads them out like a tent to dwell in it was only until the 1600s that we absolutely begin to know the earth was round but yet centuries before 700 years before Jesus was born the bible says the earth is what? round hanging in space on nothing held up by almighty God you know what that is saying the Bible is actually true before we knew it was actually true you know Dr. Jeff is taught on this and I'm not trying to steal his thunder but I want to refer to this do you know there's information in your blood if you go to the doctor the doctor will take a vial of your blood they can tell you about your kidneys they can tell you about your iron they can tell you about your blood sugar they can tell you about your cholesterol hallelujah just by analyzing the blood listen to leviticus this is chapter 17 verse 11 life is in the blood say that with me life is in the blood that's why the bible says don't drink blood don't eat blood because how many know some contagious things can come through your blood and through the blood they can determine the quality and the 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 situation in your life and your health about your blood Um, how many of you have ever had your cholesterol checked? Now, Carrie and I, we, we, we live a little different lifestyles. She exercises, she watches what she eats, she, she, she diets, she takes care of herself. How many of you know I just eat everything I see? I'm on a seafood diet. Last night, Matt and Stephanie came home from their honeymoon, they flew in from Barbados, they got to our house about midnight, and uh, I had some toast and bacon that morning, and then I had a half of a sandwich about uh, five o'clock. And uh, so we're visiting with them. It's midnight. And I remember we have a carton of chocolate ice cream in the freezer. Oh, he's preaching now, Ethel. <laughs> so I go to the freezer. I, I get this, uh, this Brahms. Oh, it's getting better. This Brahms tub of chocolate ice cream out. I put it on the island in the kitchen. And I said, anybody else want to eat ice cream? They said, oh, no, it's too late for ice cream. I ate right out of the carton. I got the spoon. I'm running around the edges where it's melting just a little bit. Oh, yeah. I'm eating out of the carton. So, so th- th- this is, let me tell you why I eat out of the carton. Nobody else at my house eats it. I'm the only one who eats it. I'm the only one that's corrupted. So I'm eating out of the carton and this this is what Carrie says. Because she gets her cholesterol checked. Hers is a little high. Mine's good. She said, that's just not fair. She said it's not fair. She says, I watch what I eat, I exercise, I take care of myself. She said, You're a scavenger. That's what she said. I don't even believe she needs to repent. She said, you're just a scavenger. You just eat everything. And said, your, your cholesterol's good. I said, honey, it's all in the genes. And sometimes the genes are getting a little tired. But anyway. But they can tell that from your blood. Do you know the Bible? God knew. Well, sure he knew. He's the creator. He knew that life is in the blood before we ever medically knew that life was in the blood. Matter of fact, your first president died because they let too much blood out of his body they thought that blood was bad and sometimes if you get bad blood they just drained it out of you they drained so much out of Washington he literally died at the hand of his physician because he lost too much blood well listen if they could understand life is in the blood it is found in the Holy Scripture it is verified by the Word of God do you know that you ought to wash your hands under running water Leviticus chapter 15, verse 13 says that you should wash your hands in running water. This happened back years and years ago. Uh, you know, 1700s up through the middle part of the 1800s, the mortality rate for babies and mothers were was huge. This is what they found out: that the doctors, they may do an autopsy on a dead person, wipe their hands off with a rag, go up and deliver babies. You know what was happening? the mothers and the babies were dying the mortality rate and, and the rate of the mothers were dying sometimes up to 30 percent and then someone said you ought to wash your hands before because th- they didn't understand in germs and things that are unseen th- they thought well I can't see it N- nothing's wrong but do you know that they begin to wash their hands and sometimes they just wash in the same basin of water and guess what happened after a while even the water was contaminated But the Bible says if you're going to cleanse yourself, you need to wash what under running water. And we know today that that's the way that we prevent some of these things from happening. But the Bible said that centuries and thousands of years ago. Why? Because God's word is true. Psalm 8 and 8 says there are paths in the sea. Do you know there's paths in the sea according to the scripture? And you know what we found out? There are currents in the ocean that are paths in the sea. The one that we're most familiar with is called what? The Gulf Stream. You ever heard of the Gulf Stream? It goes through the Gulf, goes around Florida, goes through the Atlantic, goes up by Ireland, and Great Britain. Do you know that the western side of Ireland is a little bit warmer than the eastern side? You know why? Because the Gulf Stream goes up the western side of Ireland. And they found out all over the world that there are currents, ocean currents, and we didn't really understand that until later on that there are paths in the sea and the Bible had already said there are currents in the sea. If you get in the current, you can get where you want to go a little bit faster. I know we got some farmers and ranchers here, people who's raised in the country. Um, this, this is true. If you're going through the woods or pasture, do you know you can go faster if you get on a cow path? They've already cleared some of the stuff away from you now, now your boots may be a little rough after that may you have some stuff on your boots but i'll guarantee you the path will make your way easier if you get on the path and psalm 8 and 8 said there are paths in the sea so we know that from the word of god here's another one and if you'll allow me just a few minutes i want to talk about this one because this is right up today this is right now going on This is Job 38, 35, light manifested as speech or words. Listen to this. Can you send forth lightnings that they may go and say to you, here we are. Can you shine out the light and it says, here we are. I live 12 miles from here. I live seven miles from the nearest town but my internet is provided by Pioneer. Anybody else have internet here? Five people have internet here. (laughs) The cable that runs by my house is a fiber optic cable. If you've ever seen the end of a fiber optic cable, it's a strand that looks like glass and all that you can see coming out the end is what? Light. In the late 1800s, they figured out that electricity and light and radio waves and television waves are much akin to just rays of light. Today, we can send out waves of light to my house 12 miles from here to my internet and I can hear you talk and I can watch you and I can look stuff up And Job said, if you send out lightnings across the space, can we at the end hear you say, here we are. And my friends, we're living in that time right now. And Job talked about it before it ever, ever happened. What about the laws of quarantine? Quarantine. Do you know the Bible says in Leviticus 13, 36, if someone's sick, possibly leprosy, even sexual disease, you should set them apart, wait a certain amount of time, don't put them with the population because they may get infected. You know what? We didn't understand that until the late 1500s or 1600s, but the Bible talked about it thousands of years ago. Why? God knew. His word is true. It's absolutely the Word of Almighty God. You see, science is not proving the Bible wrong. Science is proving the Bible right. And that ought to excite you. We believe the Word of God. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't say, well, I believe the Bible because of archaeology. I believe it because of science. No, listen, you believe it because you believe it. And you believe it by faith. But it doesn't help to come along and say, you know what? It's just making me feel better. This is the Word of God. And His Word is not being disproved. His Word is being proved. And not because I said it. Because I just know that more discoveries, more things that we learn, is coming back to say, this is the inspired, truthful, authentic, valid Word of God you know what we based our life on it and not only we based our life on it we based our eternity on it because if you're not a believer you're going to be all dressed up and feel like you don't have anywhere to go let me tell you something we're going to head somewhere and the word of god tells us now there may be some archaeology maybe some scientific discovery but this is what i know there's a verse in the bible i don't know everything you don't know everything I can't explain everything, but I know enough to be saved. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. If we believe on him, we should not perish but have everlasting life. Why do I believe that? Because I believe the word of God is true. I've got faith in it. I, I believe in the word and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. How many of you know that word is Jesus Christ? And you and I can believe him. We can trust him because the word is is what it says it is. Here's the elephant in the room. Is the Bible really true? Can I really trust the Word of God? And I want to tell you something. Yes, you can. You can trust the Word of God. There's so many other things. I'll maybe share some more Wednesday night. If you want to come back Wednesday night and hear them, that'd be fine. Stay with me right now. We are so thankful you joined us today. We would love to hear from you at Ray of Hope Podcast at gmail.com. Let us know how you are encouraged and how we can pray for you. Remember, Christ in you is the hope of glory, and hope changes everything.